Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Kitty Liquor Podcast. That's L-I-Q-U-O-R. Don't get it twisted. I am Cat Wonders, and this is episode 27. Welcome back. I once again decided to risk some red lipstick. It's funny because certain red lipsticks you can buy are transfer proof, meaning that you can kind of drink out of a glass, kiss somebody on the cheek, and it's not going to be <laughs> leaving red marks everywhere. But this is very transferish. <laughs> it's transferring everywhere. Uh, and hopefully not my teeth. So hopefully I don't review this later and find a big red blotch on my teeth and I don't have a friend near me to tell me, a true friend, to tell me that I have lipstick on my teeth. But that's no problem. So this is the second last episode this October and um, I kind of copped out with my costume. I was going to do something different but I wound up having to do a lot of other filming earlier today and I couldn't wear the wig I wanted to and glue it down and blah blah blah. So I wound up just putting some red lipstick on and putting my hair and pigtails and so what is my vibe I feel like I am a kind of like a naughty dolly I have sort of some Harley Quinn vibes going on with the red lipstick and the pigtails I didn't really realize till I <laughs> till I got the second pigtail and I'm like oh yeah I just need to like smear my lipstick this way and pull a full Harley Quinn but she does have like one pigtail blue one pigtail pink kind of like my lighting <laughs> anyway um let's just get straight into the podcast so of course I'm going to start with a concoctail. Now, I was going to save this cocktail for the last podcast, but I can't wait. And you guys are going to be so impressed. I highly recommend those of you that are listening to this podcast to watch this on YouTube, at least this concoctail segment, because I feel like there's a lot of you that will actually make this for your friends, your family, yourself. For me, I made it for myself and all of you. And let's just get straight into it. Let me just keep Kitty in the frame here. So the cocktail that I'm creating for you today is called Death in the Afternoon and you're about to find out why. So I don't know if you've ever heard of absinthe, but it's one of the highest alcohol content alcohols that you can buy on the market. This is what it looks like. I have had this bottle for many, many years. <laughs> I bought this bottle last week, um, but as you can see, it is 70 proof or 70% alcohol. So this recipe calls for one ounce of absinthe, which is probably equivalent to two ounces or three ounces of anything else, and four ounces of chilled champagne and maraschino cherries. Okay, I was gonna do the cherry thing, but it wouldn't really work. And let me show you why. Okay, I'm excited. And this turned out way better than I thought it was going to. So just FYI, look at what I created. So this is a grapefruit. This is a grapefruit that I have skinned <laughs> and carved with a knife. I did give myself a little cut, but it actually worked out really well. I cannot take credit for this idea, by the way. I can take credit for the light stand. I haven't even put it on yet to see what it looks like. Um, I did see this cocktail idea on Pinterest, I think. It was done with an orange, but because my glasses are a bit bigger, I bought a grapefruit and you need the skin of the orange or grapefruit or whatever you're using. Even a little lime would be super cute for like a shot glass or something, but you need a really kind of supple skin so it can't be stiff or dry. It's gotta be really kind of like spongy. And so I rolled the shit out of this grapefruit before I peeled 
peeled it just to kind of like make the skin more malleable because you do have to peel around the grapefruit to get this out. And oh my God, it turned out so good. Okay, so I'm just gonna take off his little hat. And luckily my straw has this little <laughs> ridge to stop, stop it from going all the way through. All right, so I was gonna put ice in him, but I have chilled champagne, so I don't think I need ice. Okay, wait, first let's see what he looks like with the light underneath. Does it look Halloween-y? <laughs> look at this little drink. I think it'll look even cooler with some liquid in there, but I mean, come on. If this is not the cutest thing you've ever seen, is that, is that better? Oh, oh, I'm so freaking proud of myself. Oops, I turned it off. Um, all right, so this comes off. One ounce of absinthe. Now, I also don't know how the citrus is gonna react with the champagne, but I think it should be okay because there's not much, there's no sugar in it or anything. So if you guys don't know, if you've never had absinthe before, it's definitely black licorice. I can't even smell it. Actually, I'm getting drunk just from <laughs> inhaling the alcohol. All right, so one ounce of this. You know, I was watching, I think it was a TikTok or something, and I don't spend much time on TikTok, by the way, I just happened to see it, that Irish people can't say purple burglar alarm. And this guy was like, apparently Irishmen can't say purple burglar alarm. <laughs> and he tried and tried and tried, and he couldn't say it, and it was super funny. So if you're Irish, try to say purple burglar alarm and see what happens. I am pro at opening champagne bottles. Do it on a daily basis. And because it's chilled, it doesn't spill over. I find that when champagne is even remotely warmed up, like closer to room temperature, every time it's gonna go. So I'm gonna pour this in and we're just gonna see what happens. What do you think? Does it look cool? Yay! I think it's so cute. I can't really see it from your angle, but I think that you're getting the gist of it. That I think is the best. I'm gonna have a sip of this before it's totally flat. I'm gonna be drunk in no time. I can already feel it. Apparently it takes like six minutes for it to really get through your system. And as you can see, this straw screams bloody murder because of my red lipstick. So it's really appropriate in fact. And this little dude pales in comparison. The light is on in here, by the way, look it. This takes three AA batteries. Can you see the little dinky light inside there? Do I have a bunk pumpkin? <laughs> a bumpkin? Sorry, okay, super cheesy. I'll stop. I'll stop. Let's get started. It's actually super good. It's, I never ever thought to combine black licorice with champagne, but it's pretty damn good. All right, okay, so I wanna talk about my week. I don't have that much to talk about, but I will say that I bought a karaoke machine. And nowadays, a karaoke machine is not what it used to be, where you would get like a disc player, you could have a booklet full of songs. Now it's essentially a, a speaker with two mic, like my mics are wireless with the machine that I got. I got it from Amazon. Basically you find whatever song you wanna sing karaoke on YouTube and then connect your, t or your phone to your TV. And then I don't even know how I'm gonna do that. <laughs> Does it take a special cord or can you do it Bluetooth? I've got a smart TV. So that would be interesting if you could like mirror your own phone or at least YouTube. I'll figure it out, but you just 
go for it. You adjust the mic volume, the echo, which is super important uh, because you don't want to be singing straight like you're singing into a tin can. It's got it's to have some nice flow to it. And because I'm throwing a Christmas party this year, that was sort of like the idea behind this purchase was to essentially have a little fun zone where there's karaoke happening. And I don't know if I want to make it in like make that zone in the living room, I might put it downstairs just because, you know, people want to talk and hang out and sometimes karaoke can be so bad. <laughs> so I think it'll be downstairs. And anyway, I've got a whole plan, but I've always wanted my own karaoke machine. When I was younger, my mom had one and I can't remember how old I was when she bought it or if she had it for a long time, I can't remember, but we played with that thing so much. We had so much fun with it. And I was always super embarrassed to sing karaoke and have people watch me and even though I could sing it was just a hard thing for me and it's you know it's super sad too is there are members of my family that like my cousin one of my cousins I know she has an incredible voice and can sing but she will never sing in public which is ironic because like my mom her mom uh, so my aunt and my other aunt and actually one of my other aunts <laughs> there were four of them at one time I think but uh, the three of them and my uncle and my dad were all in a band and they traveled all over the place. They even went to Japan. They're all singers. So like growing up with a musical family around a lot of music all the time, you'd think that it would kind of come naturally, but it's almost like when you're little and your parents sing, especially me, because I mean, same with my cousin, both of her parents sing, like my aunt and my uncle and my mom and my dad were singers, uh, still sing. They're kind, they expect you to be able to sing too. So they ask you when you're young, like all the time, hey, sing us a song or hey, get your daughter up there, you know? Because my mom would always be like, oh yeah, my daughter can sing and always encourage encouraged me to sing, never really like put me on the spot. But you know, like there were times when I finally mustered up the courage to go sing karaoke or something. And I don't think though, like I've never been able to choose the right songs. Like I always choose songs that I'm comfortable with that I know but not necessarily that work for my voice. So that's always been my issue is like, okay, I'll sing Rocket Man because I know every word and every lyric and the tune and everything, but it's not for my voice, you know? <laughs> I don't have like a rock and roll type voice. So it's really a matter of like finding the courage and finding the songs that are right for your type of voice. So that's, that was my challenge as a kid. It turned me off from singing and like kind of really scared me of when it came to singing because like I'd forget words or I would be off key somehow because sometimes you're hearing different sounds up on stage or it's not connecting or there's a bit of a delay, which is the worst thing. But what am I talking about? I don't even know. Karaoke machines. Oh yeah. So <laughs> I'm excited to bust out the karaoke machine. And um, one thing my sister is really good at, hold on, is putting together, ooh, Wow, that was a lot of, I think the absinthe is sitting on the bottom. <laughs> what have I done? I might pour a bit more champagne directly in the center to mix it up because I feel like I caramba. Just half a bottle of champagne, you know, just my vibe, my style. That's what I do. I better not agitate it anymore. Every time I touch it, it's like whoosh. Um, my sister is super great at putting little games and tasks together or like say one Christmas actually she's, she's done it a few years in a row now but she makes like a how should I describe it so she buys a bunch of little prizes so she'll go somewhere and get a bunch of small things like pretty cool gifts and then she'll wrap each one and then she wraps that in aluminum no not aluminum um saran wrap or 
plastic wrap and continue to wrap that, wrap that, wrap that, add the next gift, like the small gift wrapped, add that to the ball. And she creates a ball like this, like the size of a basketball. The challenge is everybody sits in a circle. You take two oven mitts and you have to start unraveling the ball. And if you get to one of the prizes, you can like, if you get to open one of the prizes, you get to keep it. But I believe, I can't remember what is it. I'm gonna call her. I'm gonna ask her what she, I have to know. You guys gotta do it, it's super good. She might not pick up, I think she's working. No. You have reached the voicemail. <laughs> oh, damn. So I think, so there's something, anyway, there's something that uh, happens where you have to randomly like give the ball to the next person. You could be so close to opening that gift, but it's like a timer that goes off or something that happens where you have to pass the ball to the next person. And I can't remember what it is. She might call me back during this podcast. I don't know. And then we'll find out. But super fun. And my point is she's really good at coming up with all these like fun holiday plans or when you're having a party, all these different challenges and things to kind of spice it up. You know, like it's good to go to a party and have conversation, whatever. But when you throw like fun challenges and fun games in the mix, it just changes the game. I love it. Oh, she just texted me. Let's see what's going on. I'm just filming my podcast right now and I couldn't remember the rules with your saran wrap ball at Christmas time. No problem though, XOXO. Okay, so I wanna have like some challenges and what, what I was gonna say is with the karaoke machine, I probably will have some sort of prize, but it won't necessarily be because of like how great you are at singing. It'll be more about your energy, your performance. Maybe we'll have a panel of judges. So, you know, maybe some of the younger people there can sit down at a table and then judge each performance. But like to have to sit through performances, I don't know, man. I love fun stuff like that though. Another thing is this week, I really am starting to hammer out my OnlyFans. So I've been posting a ton of new content on my OnlyFans and pretty much been posting every day because the thing is, is I so, when I take photos for like an outfit that I'm wearing or just in a photo shoot, I have hundreds of photos and like I choose a few that I like. Sometimes I never post any at all just cause I'm like, ugh, you know, insecurities or it doesn't have the vibe that I was looking for. And, uh, but recently I've reignited my OnlyFans, which is just $5 a month. You can go check it out. I'm gonna be changing some things like um, the way that I've structured certain things to make it a, just a little bit more bang for your buck. So stay tuned. But uh, right now at this moment, it's monthly subscription, five bucks a month. But I've been thinking about doing some different things with it and just stay tuned. Don't worry, everyone will be informed before the changes happen or as they happen. So. Nobody will be left out of the loop. So that was like another bunch of work that I took on. <laughs> and as well as filming my 25 days of naughty costumes, which today will wind up being day 18. So right now, if you up your pledge to my high tier, you can see 18 of the 25 videos right away. And of course there are still seven more to come plus bonus videos. So. Uh, lots of super fun, lots of, lots of fun <laughs> over there. So that'll be linked down below in the description box. Of course, if you're listening, there's no description box, but you can go to my YouTube channel and uh, find this podcast, podcast number 27, and uh, tune in to all of the links in my description box. <laughs> all the links in my box. 
Okay, so one of the questions I've had in my email is what is the most embarrassing thing that you did as a kid? Now, I have a few things, but like most of them entail being in school. And I know that there's way more crazy embarrassing things that have happened to me, but this is kind of like what comes to mind like off the top of my head. Uh, the first thing that I can remember is, I think, I can't remember, it was like grade 10 and we had just finished foods class. So like I was in foods class with other students, duh. We wound up eating something that wasn't the best. It was something like, there were always challenges, make things with these ingredients or whatever. And we got to taste other, like say there's a group A, B, C, and D. We would taste like D's, they would taste A's, C and B would be kind of like the same type of thing. And anyway, we wound up eating something that was kind of not the best. So me being a little bit of a class clown and just in my own head, really people looked at me like, who is she? <laughs> what is she doing? I pretended to be kind of sick, but not in a way that I was like legit being like, oh, I want to go home. Like I'm sick. I started to act all loopy and weird. And then of course, a couple of the students started to laugh. So then it just boosted my confidence to like continue with what I was doing or something. And this is grade 10. Like this is not like grade two. This is just a few years ago. <laughs> And I remember stumbling around the hallway, like pretending to be all dr like drunk from whatever I ate or like food poisoned. And I wound up acting like such a clown in the hallway. I went to stand up and I like hit my head on the bottom side of the water fountain. <laughs> And I hit my head so hard on that water fountain and my entire class was walking behind me. Like I was like, oh, I had an audience. Okay, so this is what, what happened. And I was like, oh, like pretending to be all sick from whatever we just ate. What do you know? I hit my head on this freaking water fountain. I didn't wind up really like injuring myself, but the noise that it made, it still resonates with me today. I still remember the sound. It was literally like a gong, like boom. <laughs> and the boy that I liked, his name was Theron. And he was the only one afterward that was like, oh my God, are you okay? Which made it worse because when somebody like sees you wipe out and they're genuinely concerned for you, like if they laughed it off, like I did, even though I couldn't see straight, <laughs> I was half blacked out. And that, you know, I did not, and especially the boy that you like is like, oh my God, are you okay? That is the freaking worst. And so that was one embarrassing thing that I did. I wound up being fine, but mortified. I don't know why I put like a weird emphasis on that word, but I was mortified and um, it was terrible, but I got over it. I made it through and here I am today, <laughs> weirder than ever. Another th embarrassing moment that I had as a child is this wasn't even my fault. Okay. And this is the same school. I've got two stories. When I was a kid, grade six, I wound up getting into like a snowball fight with another kid. At this point, I really didn't have any friends. I ate my lunch in the bathroom, in fact, for all of grade five and six. And then seven, eight, nine in Alberta is junior high. And then high school is 10, 11, 12. It's different kind of like in different provinces. It's not the same all across Canada. Anyway, <laughs> off on the wrong, wrong path. I wound up getting into a snowball fight with this kid. And I was 
thrilled because somebody was actually playing with me at recess where I was like always by myself and, you know, trying to fit in with different groups and being rejected by a lot of different groups. And the reason why is because I kind of was in my own head about a lot of things. I would randomly like burst out singing, not really being aware of who was listening to me. (laughs) And, you know, on the bus, it happened a lot where I would just be like thinking about something so deeply that it just came out. And I, and I would just like not even realize until halfway through that people were like looking at me like, what the hell? I was a weird kid. I had a big gap in my front teeth, long greasy hair because I didn't freaking shower. Like I was just a young kid and didn't know my ass from all the ground. (laughs) But you know, like just whimsical and kind of love Sailor Moon and lived in my own space. Anyway, I was thrilled that I was having this snowball fight with a kid that was playing with me and we had a lot of fun. It was sort of a warmer winter day and some of the balls that he was throwing, I noticed were hitting me kind of hard. And then I realized that he was throwing ice balls, but like literally the split second that I realized that what he was throwing was ice balls and not snowballs. One got me like dead in the my right eye and freaking just smoked me like full on like imagine an ice ball the size of like a grade five's hand smoking you right in the eye what wound up happening was I got a cut here on the inside of my nose and uh, that was really all that happened it was not by any means like a traumatic injury or whatever it was traumatic because I was like oh my god like am I gonna go blind because of course for the for the first like five minutes after you get smoked in the eye you can't see anything and you're like ah but it's so many people come up to me be like oh my god are you okay like oh oh you know and I feel like it was sort of like a not necessarily planned but the person throwing the snowballs was like full-on ready to pack these ice chips or whatever they had and so I wound up going to the office and everything was fine I could see fine I just had like a minor cut here on the inside of my eye and I'll never forget I, I left the school I missed the next day of school I think my mom was just like stay home you know recover I might have been getting a black eye but it never happened and uh, I (laughs) went back to school like two days later people came up to me and they were like oh my god are you okay the principal had taken this story and twisted it so that apparently he had told everyone that they better not throw ice balls snowballs whatever because a student lost their eye due to this incident so people thought that knew what had happened thought that i would come back to school without my right eye And it was such a stretch. And I get it. Like, I get that the principal's like, look, like this kind of shit can happen. You guys better stop with this ice ball, snowball fighting or else, you know, like trying to really instill the fear. And so when I came back, I'll never forget like how many people were coming up to me and asking me if I was fine. It was like the first time in my life that I was like, like, do people care about me? You know, do they care? Uh, and then, but once they saw that my I was fine and my eye was okay, like they kind of looked like, oh, okay, and moved on. That was a bit of an embarrassing situation for me, not because it was my fault necessarily, but because of the attention that I got after in a good way and a bad way. People care, but also I don't really want everybody like pushing my bangs out of the way to see my eye. Anyway, another thing, and my sister and I laugh about this all the time, and like people, I've told the story so many times, but because same grade, like five, six, because I didn't have any friends, my sister, 
who was two years younger than me, was in, so I'd be in like grade six and she was in grade four. When she came to my school and we were both like in the same school, she knew that I didn't have friends. I told her, like I finally like opened up to her because I think it's tough when you're an older sister and your younger sister looks up to you, you know, and whether she did or didn't, you know, I'm sure she did, but it wasn't really something that we ever talked about. I was embarrassed to be like, you know, she had all these friends and she had way thinner bangs than me. <laughs> my bangs were this. <laughs> they started from up here and then triangulated down to like create this I don't know what well, my, my mom cut her hair so it wasn't my choice but at this point I really didn't know like it wasn't I look back on photos and I was like frick she had thinner bangs like wispier bangs just pretty much better genetics okay <laughs> So she had, anyway, she had lots of friends. She realized that I was trying to like hang out with her a lot. And then there was, I think one point where she asked me like, go hang out with your own friends or whatever. And I was like, I don't have any friends. <laughs> she was like, oh, she didn't know. And so she took my hand, my little sister and walked me through the schoolyard. She doesn't have any friends. <laughs> and I was like mortified but at the same time looking up to see if any be like i'll be her friend like a scene from a movie where somebody was like she doesn't have any friends she can hang with us that did not happen but we talk about this and laugh so hard because she literally took my hand and was walking through the schoolyard going she doesn't have any friends does anybody want to be her friend like she was literally like the paper boy on new york city in new york city like paper here two dollars oh whoa papers back then no no five cent papers here get the headliners that was what my sister was doing for me she was holding my hand calling out to people to try to to try to be my friend did it work absolutely not and i remember being embarrassed thankful curious all at the same time and uh I love her so much for it and she is just my bestie and it's so funny to have those kind of memories right <laughs> maybe that's why I live like tucked away up in the mountains because I still have no friends I texted my sister I said I'm filming my podcast right now and I couldn't remember the rules with regards to the saran wrap gift challenge she said oh okay basically just layers of saran wrap and wrapping paper with small gifts in between and have to use the right oven mitts all right so now is a segment. <laughs> it's not a segment. I'm going to read to you chilling paranormal experiences I did this last episode. It's always fascinating to me to hear these stories. So I thought it was six, but I, now it's on number seven. And this title creeps me out. The unresponsive sister. <laughs> She did respond, okay? <laughs> but legit. The old house that my family grew up in was haunted AF. Doors would forcibly slam open and shut. Lights would turn on and off by themselves. Uh, it didn't matter if you were alone or with other people in the house, shit still happened. You'd hear footsteps and find nobody there. Stuff of that nature. The most memorable for me would be walking past my sister sleeping on the couch and her sitting up and turning to look at me. Only her eyes were still rolled back in her head and all you could see were the whites of her eyes. She was unresponsive when I talked to her. Creepy enough, right? When I started to walk more, her head would turn to follow me. I went and got a friend who was staying at my house for the night, but my sister was unchanged. Creeped us out, so we went back into my room and locked the door. Maybe your sister was having a seizure. <laughs> you should have checked on her. I feel like I couldn't close the door and like go to sleep then. I'd be kind of worried about what was going on. This reminds me that my sister used to sleepwalk when she was a kid. We shared a room. We had two twin beds next to each other and the odd night she would literally wake up sit straight up in her bed and start talking and I'd be like of course any movement because I was terrified of my sister sleepwalking because she 
freaked me out. She wouldn't respond. Like she was just like tunnel vision. She'd go different places in the house. And it was typically like after we had moved to a new place. But anyway, she'd sit straight up, like straight up, like as straight as can be. And she'd be staring straight forward and start talking about something. And it would terrify me. That's what this reminds me of. <laughs> but I would be like, Stella, you're sleeping. Like, wake up, wake up. Because it would just be so terrifying for me. That was when we shared a room. And then when we stopped sharing a room, things got better. Okay, this one's called Grandma's House. My old friend from middle school lived in a pretty old house that was pretty nicely renovated, along with a really nice basement. My friend would always tell me stories about what would go on in that house. Shadows would dash across the hallways, random chills, compressed chest, feelings, footsteps, and the creepiest being floating toothbrushes. He said that it was his grandma's house and that she still haunts the place. I brushed it off after being there a few times before and never really seeing anything. We had a sleepover one night and slept in the basement. There we had a blast, playing video games all night long and just being kids. I was an early bird, so I woke up around 6 a.m. and not wanting to disturb anyone, I walked upstairs to just relax and do my own thing. I was on the couch for a little while when I started hearing the plant to my right rustle quietly, which I ignored until it was unbearable to listen to. But when I looked at it, it stopped moving. I looked back down at the book I was reading and it rustled again, this time not stopping when I looked at it. I then heard creaking. The lights above the kitchen table started swinging back and forth and the plant was still vigorously shaking. I decided F this and threw my book down and ran to the basement. Strange option. <laughs> run out the front door. <laughs> but when I started to run, there was another pair of footsteps sprinting right behind me. As I ran downstairs, the steps stopped at the top. My buddy was now awake, asking why I was so loud. I told him what happened, hoping to get in. It's probably just you being scared or something. Instead, he calmly explained, that's why I decided we should sleep in the basement. When my grandma was still living in the house. This basement wasn't here, so she has never come down here. I went there again a good number of times because we were good friends, and I experienced whispering and chills. Nothing as intense as what I experienced then. He still lives with his parents and tells me she's been getting more aggressive to the point where the whole family experiences stuff. I'm thankful I saw her when she was more chill. Well, I don't know if that's grandma then because if she's getting aggressive and wor it's getting worse, it's probably not your loved one. It's probably a freaking demon. Get rid of any Ouija board you have in the house. You got weird shit going on. Get rid of it. Okay, last one, because I'm close to an hour already. <laughs> the loud noises. Weird things always happened in my house while I was growing up. Hammering, footsteps, and random whistling were common occurrences. Before my family had moved into the house, the previous tenant's husband had died by suicide in our backyard, so we would always think it was him. The activity was never bad, just random, but my dad's sister had gifted us with a Virgin Mary that would light up at night in hopes that it would somehow protect us. This particular night, my mom had fallen asleep in the living room, and so as not to wake her, we had left her there with the Virgin Mary's light on in case she woke up and wanted to go back to her room. I was a teenager at this time and commonly stayed up talking on the phone with my boyfriend late into the night. I'm not very sure what time it was, but I remember I was lying on the bed with the door open to my room. Uh, the light from the Virgin Mary came into my room so I could clearly see everything. I was laughing at something my boyfriend had said when I suddenly heard a loud crash next to my bed, followed by running footsteps. It sounded as if a heavy box was dropped, so I quickly looked to see what had fallen, but nothing. I froze in fear for a bit. My boyfriend kept asking what the loud noise was and if I was okay. I was explaining the situation to him as I was getting up to turn on the light when my mom ran into my room yelling at me that I'd woken her up with all the running I kept doing 
in the living room. I told her that it wasn't me and explained to her what had just happened. She just gave me a suspicious look and told me to hang up the phone and go to sleep. I, of course, couldn't sleep that night and stayed up with the light on. We sometimes talk about that night, but we have no explanation for what happened. So I wanna know if any of you have had paranormal experiences. I think they're very fascinating. I really enjoy the thrill of like almost anticipation because when you believe in this kind of thing, you're kind of always in a state of like hyper awareness, which also means that, yeah, like if a meteorite hits the roof of your house, you're gonna be like, it's a ghost, you know? So it's sort of like one of those things, but I love these kind of stories and that's why I'm reading them to you now. <laughs> and spooky season, Halloween is uh, the perfect time. Okay, so I want to know what is the best Halloween costume you've ever had? I wanna say that growing up, I'm trying to remember, if this was Halloween or if this was something different, but because my mom and my aunts traveled in a band, my mom wound up with like a tickle trunk full of the outfits that they would wear. Sequin dresses, really funky like 80s, 70s, 80s type stuff. So we always had like a ton of dress up. And then one year, I think I went as like a witch, but I was wearing this black kind of gothic looking lacy dress, like this 80s dress with really spiky hair and just gothic makeup makeup. <laughs> I don't even think I had a hat. Maybe it's because it's one of the only like Halloween childhood photos that I I remember seeing. It sticks out in my mind the most, but I do remember that night. I do remember my cousins coming over, trick-or-treating together. So I'd have to say that that would have been it. I mean, now I wear <laughs> over 30 Halloween costumes plus uh, every Halloween. <laughs> so I'm not counting like any of those, but I wanna know what yours was. Some people get super creative with their Halloween costumes costumes and I just think it's such a fun time to dress up. It's also like a good excuse for chicks to dress like really slutty for a night, you know, get away with wearing something extra naughty, <laughs> which is super fun. I think that makes like Halloween a little bit more fun and risque. If you're going to like a bar party, then you can look forward to seeing some pretty hot chicks in some little outfits. Now it's time for a segment that I'd like to call creepy cat facts. This made me laugh when I read it. A jellyfish's mouth is also its anus. I know a lot of people in this town that talk a lot of shit. Maybe they're jellyfish. <laughs> Anemone and sea sponges also have a single hole to eat and excrete through. Next time I talk shit about someone, it's just nature. Maybe I'm an enemy. I mean, an enemy. <laughs> That's ironic. <laughs> if you're talking shit about someone, you're just an enemy. <laughs> Some tumors can grow teeth, be filled with hair, or develop organs of their own. Seriously, okay, that, that's the whole, that's all the information that's given, but I know that this is like, I've known this from the time that my mom first told me, like there was a tumor found in somebody with like teeth growing in it, like in their foot, the heel of their foot or something. Maybe I'm remembering incorrectly, but the thought of that, just having a tumor in general is creepy. You know, there's something where it shouldn't be, but opening the tumor and finding teeth and hair, that's like what nightmares are made out of. I don't care what anyone says, that's just crazy. In fact, they put a warning for this image of this. I did look at it, but I won't show you because you might be sensitive. It's like a sensitivity warning. Warning, this image is graphic. <laughs> it's like a tumor with hair in it. 
It's terrible. The worst. Okay, so I'll read this first. Your brain can play tricks on you to make you see monsters in the mirror called the Troxler effect. So the Troxler effect is an optical illusion that affects how you perceive things both visually and mentally. You know when you stare at yourself in the mirror or someone else at low light and their face starts to kind of morph and become extremely creepy? That is the Troxler effect. So I'm glad that there's a word for it because I can only explain so many times to friends or family, you know, like I did have some family members growing up, right? If you stare at yourself long enough in the dark, like your face changes, they're like, oh, get over it. Like whatever. The Troxler effect. Interesting. Okay. So the 33,330 foot fall and survival of Vesna Bulovic. This is wild to me. The Serbian flight attendant survived a 33,330 foot fall from a plane without a parachute. A bomb went off on a flight in January 1972, causing a crash, and she was the sole survivor. Though she was paralyzed from the waist down, she insisted she couldn't remember anything from the fall and wasn't afraid of flying afterwards. Can you imagine surviving this? Like you fall from a plane and you freaking survive? Wild. Okay, the Hollandwell incident. So this is not a fact. This is just like, now I'm reading kind of like things that have happened <laughs> that creep people out. So the Hollandwell incident at an annual event called the Hollandwell Show in England, 1980, adults, kids, and babies inexplicably began feeling nauseous, getting sore throats, and fainting until around 300 people had collapsed. Scientists have partially blamed the mass sickness on pesticides in the air, but that hasn't been fully confirmed. Oh, it must just be the pesticides. Something else is going on. The reincarnation of the Pollock twins. This is the last one. In May 1957, John and Florence Pollock's two daughters died in a car accident. In 1958, Florence got pregnant with twins and shit got weird. The twins would ask to play with toys they'd never seen before that belonged to their deceased sisters. They'd recall memories from places they'd never been and one was even born with the exact same birthmark as one of the sisters who'd passed. I lied, there's two more. Uh, the deserted Mary Celeste. In December 1872, this American merchant sailboat was found deserted, floating in the Atlantic. Its lifeboat was missing, but the crew's belongings were untouched. So few facts can be proven about what happened to this boat's inhabitants, and theorists have reported tales of paranormal activity. A giant squid attack and sea earthquakes. Okay, a giant squid attack. Wouldn't there be evidence of like some sort of attack on the boat? I don't really know. Last one, the bloop. And I think that you've probably heard of this story before. In 1997, an underwater microphone captured an ultra low frequency sound in the deep ocean. For years, many hypothesized the noise was made by a gigantic unknown animal, but the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration said in 2012 that they were pretty sure it was an ice shelf cracking. Pretty sure. Well, I would say it was some sort of mythical deep sea creature, but that's just me. And that is the last fact. I thought that I had more, but I guess I don't. No problem, just move on. It's already been a little while. So one thing I wanna know is, have you ever tried using food products during foreplay? Because I have, I think probably most of us have, but it was a bit of a nightmare experience for me. <laughs> Okay, let me explain. So this was a few years ago and the person I was with had brought some like 
cherry flavored lube. Okay, so if you've ever tried like flavored lubes, there some of them can be really good, some of them can be kind of bad. That combination of cherry lube with whipping cream, it was the worst. I have had scenarios with people that are wonderful with food and awful. I have to share the story just because I want to prevent this from ever happening to anybody else in the future. The lube, like mixing with the whipping cream, it created some kind of like weird, weird reaction. So basically imagine my arm covered with lube and then putting whipping cream on it. There was some sort of reaction between the lube and the whipping cream that caused the whipping cream to kind of like melt instantly and turn into this strange, like, you know, slime. That's what it kind of turned into. And the flavor, because we were both consuming this, like we were giving her and it wasn't until after everything was over with that we talked about how absolutely disgusting it was because I was like, do you want to ruin the moment by being like, oh my God, this is like the worst and neither did he. <laughs> and it was like the worst situation because I really wanted to enjoy this person and they wanted to enjoy me, but it was impossible because this sometimes food and like whipping cream, strawberries, chocolate, like it sounds like a really good idea, but it doesn't always work out that way. But then I've had good experiences too. So just don't mix petroleum product <laughs> with dairy products, okay? Just a little note for your future. Ah, okay. So my sister just told me that the key to the rest of the the challenge I was telling you about with the, with the gifts and the saran wrap and the oven mitts is the person to your left has to roll doubles and then it's their turn. So like say you have the ball, the saran wrap ball, and the person to your left or your right, I guess, is rolling dice until they roll doubles. When they roll doubles, you have to pat pass saran wrap ball. I am feeling this. This is the last time that I use absinthe on this podcast <laughs> or in general. Um, I'm feeling it. I should not have left the most reading to the end of the podcast. That's lesson learned. I want to say a huge thank you to all of you for watching this podcast and sticking it to the end. If you did, please give me a thumbs up to let me know that you made it through. That would be awesome. Let me know your thoughts on these topics that I brought up. I have way more to talk about. Don't forget that my 25 days of super naughty costumes is happening right now on Patreon. Patreon only. Link down below in the description box. This is day 18. So you can watch 18 super sexy try-ons. It's a lot of fun. And there are limited spaces and also it ends on the 31st. So once the 31st comes around Halloween day, all of the videos will disappear and be gone forever. So just so you know, <laughs> please like this video if you're watching and subscribe so you don't miss my future podcasts or my future anything. Do not hesitate to email me at kittylickerpodcast at gmail.com. Also linked down below. I'm uh, not linked, but you can find it there. If you have any questions, suggestions, jokes, facts, whatever your heart desires, maybe just to say hi, then feel free to email me. And uh, I appreciate every email, every little bit of advice I can get. <laughs> and uh, of course, I'll see you one more time before Halloween. Until then, I hope that you have an amazing rest of your week or wherever you're at, whatever you're doing. Doing, and uh, I'll see you in my next video. Oh, and don't forget to check out my OnlyFans too, linked down below.